And joining us now is economist Cameron Bagri. And whether or not the government are prepared for just how heavy the numbers of unemployed is potentially going to get. So unemployment right now is 4.3%. During the GFC, it got up to 6.7%. How high will it get and how long will it stay like that? Cameron Baggery, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, good afternoon. Yeah, g'day, Cameron. Uh, look, the Treasury Secretary, uh, Caroline McLeish, she's said that the unemployment rate could re, um, rise too well into double digits. Uh, what's, what's, what are your predictions and whether the government are prepared for it? Well, at this stage, the the best case scenario yep. is that you know it's it's around ten. You know, worst case scenario, well, we'll start putting some big numbers in excess of this. Now, we've got to be careful here. Yeah, I don't like chicken little sort of stuff. We've got to keep chicken little in the coop, but but we've got to be realistic. Yeah, that this is the most challenging economic environment I've seen in my working life, and. Look, I've experienced what things were like after you know, 87 to sort of 1992. Unemployment got to around 11% during that period. I've seen the Asian crisis. I've seen the, the global financial crisis. You know, what we're going through at the moment makes some of those episodes look like a bit of a, a walk in the park. You know, so hunker down. You know, this one could be around for a while. So when you look at the global situation and the situation in New Zealand, if we, in terms of the disease, get on top of it, maybe ahead of what other nations are doing, does that insulate us in any way against the economic um, impacts? Well, it's going to help. Yeah, but let's let's be brutally honest. If we can you know, get on, on top of this, which is what the strategy is aimed at, you know, border control is going to remain you know, because we can't afford to let the damn thing back in. Yeah. Yeah, so what does that mean for an industry such as tourism? You know, your, your tourism is a $17 billion export earner, and that's just the international stuff. You know, if you overlay domestic, domestic's another 23. And I don't think people are going to be getting out there spending a lot of loot. So you've got, so you got a $40 billion industry that's going to be under a fair bit of pressure. You know, the industry employs in excess of 200,000 people directly. Yet indirectly, it's responsible you know, for probably 400,000 jobs all up. You know, so even in a best-case scenario that we're going back to, back to work, self-isolation ends, you are still talking about a very extensive period where the economy is going to be facing pretty tough times. Now, the good news story here is, that, look, yeah, being on an island, is, is pretty damn good because at least we've got the ability to control this thing. Yeah, the world needs to eat. So, look, we, we need a call to arms for the farmers. We need to be supporting them. You know, they've been a bit beaten up over the past sort of couple of years. Well, there might be a bit of a, a quasi-rescue package over the next sort of couple of years. But, but this, this is not what you call a, a normal downturn. Look, a normal downturn is that you go down and you come back up the other side. It's what's called a V. You, know, you go in hard you come out the other side. When we go back to work, yes, the lights are going to turn back on and we'll be back into it in part because the reality is for an awful lot of businesses, there is no future. You know, international tourism, have a look at the downsizing in regard to Air New Zealand and you start to proliferate that through the international tourism sector across New Zealand in regard to how these businesses need the right size for the future. And they're going to be considerably smaller futures. So you're going to see an awful lot of economic challenge out of this. Okay. Cameron, you mentioned some of the other financial crises in the past, say, 30, 40 years. During those crises, 
were there any sort of government packages that are even vaguely comparable to what the government has offered here? No, no nowhere near it. So that, that's another good news story, is that look, extraordinary times calls for an extraordinary policy response. And we've seen both the Reserve Bank and the government uh, literally unloading on this. They're firing pretty big bazookas to try to cushion, manage the downside. And then once you that, they're managing the downside, trying to mitigate the extremes, as opposed to ensuring we get a bounce on the other side. But there's a price to pay for this. So if I have a look at your government, we are leaning off the government balance sheet. They're writing out some pretty big checks. Is that the right thing to do, support the economy in the near term? Hell yes. But you start to think about when we get into recovery mode the other side, you know, what is government debt going to be? You know, my guess at this stage it could be anywhere between 50 to 70% of GDP. And now at some stage, the next generation of taxpayers are going to have to pay that money back. And, then, and that's going to be a problem. It's a deferred problem down the track. Yeah, but there's no free lunch here. Yeah, we're loading up, we're doing everything we can. It's the right policy response, but there is no free lunch. Cameron, very, very quick last question. Are we going to see empty hotels, you know, hotels closing in New Zealand as a result of the collapse of the tourism industry, or will, the, will those buildings be um, co-opted into being like apartments? Well, the, the, there will be a market, right? Yeah, so if you're sitting on an asset at the moment, you know, particularly a tourism-related asset, well, the value of that asset has just been repriced, and it's been repriced down. Yeah, someone will look at that asset and they'll think about, well, what can I do with that? What is the economic alternative I can do with that to make it work at an appropriate price? So, yes, there will be a future for every asset out there. It just might be something a little bit differently in regard to what we use assets for currently. I, I see there's a, Adrian Orr has um, sort of offered a, a, a challenging but also optimistic view of the economy. I guess that's the only way ahead. We can't sort of, as you say, you've got to keep chicken little in this coop, don't you? Well, look, exactly. And if, I, if you step beyond this, this downturn, correction, whatever you like to sort of call it, but let's have a look at New Zealand over the past 30 years. You know, we've been a, a Ford Falcon economy stuck in third gear. You know, it's been a damn nice place to, to bring up kids, but in a relative sense, we've actually been underperforming a lot of other countries around the globe. You know, there's an old adage, never waste a good crisis. Now, out of the other side of this, you know, the government is going to obviously commit to spending big in regard to infrastructure spending and yada, 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 to try to get the economy moving. You know, what we're going to need is an absolute blue sky thinking out the other side regard to how we need to get the New Zealand economy ship-shape okay. for the economic future. So a whole lot of you know, sacred cows, you know, which we wouldn't want to touch before, sorry, they need to put on the table. And we need to start to make some pretty big decisions going forward to try to get our Ford Falcon in fifth gear as opposed to third. <laughs> All right. Nicely said. Thank you so much. It's economist Cameron Bagri. Appreciate your time.